Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. This is episode 55. My name is Zach, and this is... Jen. We're back, everybody. Uh, we squeezed this one in in February. Woohoo, leap year. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get it loaded quick, but it is February 29th. Um, so yes, we are thankful for the leap year that we got in our monthly podcast still in February. And yeah, we're excited to be back. Got some updates for you. And hopefully we can continue this journey together, becoming stronger, healthier, happier humans and puppies. Hey, Shar. Shar is joining us on the podcast today. Um, it's interesting. Every time you say stronger, healthier, happier, kind of in, at the beginning of our podcast, my brain always goes back to our front yard during COVID. We were filming <laughs> one of countless videos working out and I could not get stronger, healthier, happier in the right order. And the blooper reel on that bad boy is, it is pure gold. We, we, probably, should, we should dig it up we should just dig it up. to attach to this because we must have done it 10 times and I just kept messing up the, the order of them and then I was getting frustrated. Get rocked at home, everybody, and let's get happier, stronger, and happier. I think it was like, stronger, no. happier, healthier. I think, but I, said, well, I almost didn't know what I was saying happier. at the end, but anyways, that's what it reminds me of. I always have a good chuckle. Um, uh, yes, that was a fun time. What do we got for updates, Jen? Well, um, I think the biggest update for us is that we are uh, about to be starting our or ah uh, another round, our final round of IVF. Yes, we are calling this our Hail Mary uh, because this will be our final endeavor. That's a good word, hey? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you good... used endeavor in a sentence? <laughs> uh, this will be our final endeavor in the journey to have another kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen and I have always wanted to have two kids. If you've listened to this podcast before, I think we've gone through this info before with people. But um, yeah, we, we have not been able to have a child naturally. So our, our daughter Paxton is uh, definitely our little miracle. The first time we did IVF was through the Victoria Fertility Clinic. She's almost five now. Um, that, that first time we had four embryos. Uh, she was the first one and it worked. The next three did not work. So yeah, she's almost five. We've been trying again naturally for, for four years then. Math is still good there? I think so. Yeah. Four years and one month it worked, right? I think you were pregnant for like Three eight days. to 12 seconds or something. <laughs> yeah. The pos- there was a positive test though. Yes, there was a positive test there. But um, yeah, so we kind of after four years of trying naturally and lots of thinking and humming and hawing and we are, I think we feel very grateful to be in the position where we can afford um, or our line of credit can afford another round <laughs> yeah, of IVF. <laughs> But that's okay. We are, we are, we, yeah, not complaining. We're, we're in a position in life that we can afford another round of IVF and we're going to give it one last go. And if it works, then obviously we will be 
over the moon. And if it doesn't, this will be snip, snip, end of the road. <laughs> yeah. Is that correct? That is correct. Right. Yes. We are making some deep family <laughs> marital decisions with you live on the podcast here. Um, but yeah, I was kind of running some math and this is, uh, yeah, I mean, we like to laugh and joke, but it's a, it's a fairly heavy topic for us. But we've basically been trying to have a baby uh, two years before Paxton and then four years since having Paxton. So that's a total of six years. And if we run the math here, times 365 divided by every 28 days, a female has their menstrual cycle. My cycle is 28 days, right. yeah. A little health class for everybody. So... There's been 78, um, f- uh, 78 attempts, 78 failed attempts for us to have a baby naturally. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been quite the journey for us, everybody. And we like to share this info because I think we're always preaching about how to live your best life and you got to battle through adversity and things like that. And I think sometimes it's good to level with people that we have adversity too. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of like when we tried the last transfer which would have been our fourth embryo um pax was maybe she might have been two already um at that time maybe a bit older anyways i think the reason that we can kind of speak about it maybe lightheartedly now is because much time has passed after that um at that time it wasn't super lighthearted. it didn't feel that way uh you know we were both you're just sort of angry at the world that this is not working and you can't really fi- figure out why it's not working for good people who love being parents. Um, and time has allowed us to just sit with that and figure ourselves out and be grateful for what we do have. And I feel like we're really coming at it this time from a place that we are truly happy and this is the last chance, but um yeah, we're not. I don't want to go back to the place of deep despair, deep despair, anger, and despair. Yeah. So I'm. I think it's also different for us. We've always wanted to be a mom and a dad, and we are a mom and dad now. Mm-hmm. The first time around, I think was mm-hmm. um, definitely. A, it's almost like we were working through this. Like this was before Paxson, but it was like the stages of grief of. What are the stages of grief? Anger and I think I'm making this up. But I forget what they are. Yeah. And, yeah. Denial. Denial, acceptance mm-hmm. and all that. And I feel like we were, yeah, it, it was just very tough. It's very tough when you, when you have zero kids and you want a kid. Mm-hmm. Now um, it's a different kind of tough, I guess. It still sucks, but we have a healthy daughter now so it's just a little bit easier for sure Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely feel for anyone that is in that situation that they've been told that IVF is sort of their path um and a lot of people we were really open with the journey with kind of right from the start uh mostly because I don't hide emotion very well so (laughs) I thought it would just be better to let people know what was going on and be able to share it because I feel like every time we talked about it with someone it just helped the process but for those that are going through that have made the decision to keep it private um feel free to reach out to us if you want someone to go back and forth with because it it can be yeah it can be a lot to manage especially if you're trying to manage everything in private yeah that goes for any issues you might be dealing with but 
you don't have to start a podcast and talk about it for mm-hmm. sure. But I think we take the stance. Like I do believe in this, that as hard as it is to share, it is harder to suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. So I just, it could be tough to share and you, you don't have to share it maybe as publicly as, but you have to have some sort of circle that I think you are sharing it with. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think most people knew, you know, when Jen was flying to Victoria to do the next embryo transfer, I mean, most people knew you were doing it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, there was also a lot of sharing about how it didn't work and that embryo didn't take. So sharing the hard stuff is difficult, but I, I just, I think it's much better that people know mm-hmm. and there's like a, a supportive group. It's hard for people to be supportive if they don't know. So as hard as it is to share the bad stuff, it's, it's, in my opinion, much better that way than to suffer in silence. So yeah, I yeah. agree. Woo. All right. Yeah. Well, keep Let's everyone get posted. To some, we got some lighter <laughs> stuff or gets heavier from there? <laughs> no, I think we're going lighter from there. Okie dokie. Uh, so we were uh, extremely lucky. We planned a vacation this winter we went it it honestly feels like it was well it feels like it was a year ago and i think that is the one of the first points that i made is that <laughs> you can't put too much emphasis on these vacations cuz who they come and go quick real quick right so <laughs> we went on a cruise at the end of january yes right yeah um we've never been on a cruise before i think a lot of people were interested so we're not trying to rub it in that we were on a cruise with everybody here but it was uh, it was a wonderful week for us. I think it was like our real, like our our longest vacation away from the gym, mm-hmm. um, or any vacation away from the gym that was like a week or longer, probably since our like since I was before Paxton, Paxton, right? Yeah. So yeah, it was it was kind of big for us to just step away for a bit and recharge. And yeah, we had a wonderful time, but a lot of people were asking, it was our first time on a cruise and people were asking us a lot of questions Mm -hmm. similar to how we were asking other people about Mm -hmm. the cruise, but we did have a wonderful time. If you want to know more, you should definitely chat with us. If you're thinking about having a cruise, I can definitely see the pros and cons, but I think pros and cons of almost any type of vacation, um, has pros and cons of depending on what you want to do and who you're with and how old you are and how much money you want to spend and mm-hmm. do you have kids or no kids but and what you enjoy yeah, yeah but we went with our four-year-old daughter and had an absolute blast keep in mind we also go to the splash park 20 steps away and have an absolute blast so <laughs> yeah, i'm not relative. sure if the four-year-old can differ between linen lane splash park and the cruise obviously she can but uh i think the the level of fun was, I mean, it, it, for us, it's, we have fun almost with anything we do, but it definitely was a good fit for us. Yeah. At the time. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think the biggest question that everyone has been asking, because I was also asking this question before we left was, did you get seasick? And I'm happy to report none of us were seasick. Um, but the boat did move more than I was anticipating it would move. On day one, on the first day and the last day, I think almost as it was like. Yeah, something about that Caribbean or the Atlantic going into the Caribbean or something. People have said that's like a tough transition point. Right. Waves, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, the first night and the last night we felt it more. But the rest, it didn't, you know, you didn't feel it too much either. You, I don't know. We got used to it or yeah, not sure. But typically, the other question I kind of got was like, are you a type of person that would get seasick? Mm-hmm. And like, I would say a medium, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I remember going 
to food truck wars with Paxson. We were on the merry-go-round and I was kind of excited for the merry-go-round, you know, to be over, like kind of even that slow going around just, I was like, okay, like I've had enough of this. So <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I'm not, uh, invincible to seasickness yeah. or motion sickness. Yes. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Yeah. I would say I'm, I'm the same. So hope that helps. But, yeah. um, yeah, we had a great time. We were reflecting a little bit about, you know, I think when we we're on the vacation and, you know, staying in the hotel beforehand in the boat, we kind of almost had this podcast idea brewing mm-hmm. about things that we like to do on vacation, everybody. So kind of the, the first main topic of today, is that what you have written down? Vacation tips. So take it or leave it, this, you know, this one that we're going to present everybody. I think the, the main thing we want to say is how do you want to feel maybe during the trip or how do you want to feel after the trip is a big thing? Because if you just want to not exercise at all and just eat what you want and drink what you want, that is totally your call. However, if you're not going to like yourself the next week, you know, then maybe that's where we're going to come in here and talk about maybe there's a better way to balance things out so you can actually have a great trip and you feel awesome the whole time and you still feel awesome when you kind of get back home. Yeah, I think if we start with, we start with working out. Sure. So we uh, did not really work out on our travel day, uh, travel days, I should say. Like airport days? Airport days, yeah. Uh, but we did make sort of a plan for ourselves to move every other day that we were on the cruise. And I want to make this important distinction that I wouldn't say we woke up and we were just flooded with motivation to get working out. Uh, it's just... No, the real motivation was, it's just let's how, hit the breakfast buffet and go lay by the pool. Yes. But, but we just decided beforehand that we know ourselves, we've been at this for a long time. We just feel better when we get some movement in. And so, you know, we also have to remember that or I guess we want to paint the picture that we were not doing, you know, barbell snatches and dropping barbells. Like we. And yeah, we use the term workout lightly in these situations. Yes, I would say so. heart rate barely above, <laughs> heart rate barely above resting. Yeah. But if somebody <laughs> but, asked me like, Hey, yeah. like I want to feel, you know, I want, and the thing is like, we do it so that we, not that we don't feel, it's not so we just like remove the guilt. We do it. So we actually feel better. We, we find the rest of our day. Mm-hmm we're happier, we have more energy, you know, all of a sudden then if you, whatever, have some ice cream or lay on the beach for a while, like we, we've, we've learned this about ourselves. We always feel better when we get a little workout in. Mm-hmm. And I would say if our workout's back home here at our gym, let's just call those 100% effort, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're really going to town. What would you consider? Is it like, it's maybe 50%? Like I was, yeah, like 40? 35 maybe, yeah. yeah. And not in a fail situation, mm-hmm. but Jen and I are just well aware that when we're going to a hotel gym or, you know, in this case, we had a hotel gym before we got on the boat and then there was the boat gym. It's just, it's just a different atmosphere. And basically our goal is to move every day or work out every day. And we basically, we have some criteria that we follow. Mm-hmm. And the first thing is, is like, it's just a 20 minute, 20 minute minimum. And we don't plan something elaborate. We basically just get in, you know, get into our gym clothes. We pick out three movements that we're going to do. And we just kind of keep rolling through them for 
15 to 20 minutes and that's kind of yeah. the start of it so uh, i think the first day at the hotel jen if we remember there there was dumbbells and treadmills mm-hmm. so we did we did some squats some v-ups and running on a treadmill yeah yeah we love the we did quite a bit of the basically you do the the thrusters and the v-ups and squats and then I'm running and then we would switch back and forth which also you kind of need someone to stay on the machine because otherwise your machine gets taken yeah um so going back and forth in that style worked really well for us we did similar ones on the boat as well but again I just yeah my, my main tip for people I give this all the time is just set your phone or your watch to 15 or 20 minutes and pick out three movements and just keep moving the whole time yeah and you'll feel really good when it's done and that way we just find if you go in there and try to plan something elaborate mm-hmm. or, or warm up too long, there's just the, the chances of you just leaving and doing nothing just get higher and yeah, higher. Yeah, we had zero warm up. Yeah. Even in like, I feel like when we woke up in the hotel room or the, the room on the boat, like we get very good at going to do it because we know it's easy to get started. Mm-hmm. We're removing those barriers. Like literally yeah. it was, we're standing there like at the dumbbells ice cold and we're like all right we're gonna do some dumbbell bench press Mm -hmm. dumbbell rows and Mm sit-ups let's just do 10 reps of each three two one go and you just basically get going and we end up getting a great sweat and i mean decent sweat decent workout but it is so much better than going seven days of nothing Mm -hmm. well that's just not a part of our life that we're really we're not trying to escape from our workout habit just because we're on vacation i really like that part of our life um and, you know, people might be wondering, okay, well, like, what did you do with Paxton while you were, do- well, you know, while you were working out? And so there was two different types of days. So we both know that as much as I wanted to start my day at the breakfast buffet, it's much better for me to just have some coffee. We had a bit of fruit and we went, we literally got from pajamas into workout gear and went right up to do the workout because the longer, right, if you go for breakfast, well, now you can't really work out because you just ate. And then all of a sudden it's getting closer to lunch. So just remove those barriers. It was yeah, kind for of us, the first thing. If it's that we noon, did. yeah, we're probably we're not, not getting go- in Yeah. There. And if I've laid on the beach for four hours, I'm definitely not going to the gym to get a workout. Um, so some of the days Paxton went to the kids club on the boat, which was awesome. She really enjoyed it. And that gave us some time. There's a pro for cruisers. Yeah. Yeah. They have a this is what we were told and it is true. Mm-hmm. Paxton and most of the kids absolutely love the, they call it kids club or adventure ocean, mm-hmm. essentially a daycare where they just play games and do crafts. And she absolutely loved it. She wanted to go every day and she did not want to be picked up early. <laughs> so that was a great perk of the cruise. Yeah. And then on the days that we had her with us in the morning, they had a running track on the 12th floor. And so we just took her up there and she kind of... Yeah, running track on the boat. That was pretty cool. Yeah. She just ran, she kind of ran half ran with us. She would do some squats. She'd play around near where we were and 15, goes, 15 minutes goes by pretty quick. So um, those were our two alternatives that worked for us. Yeah. And getting a workout in with a four-year-old is tough, but mm-hmm. so we'd probably get, that would be like a 20% day, mm-hmm. but we still broke a sweat and... Yeah. So again, like I don't, uh, we're trying to, we're trying to be as relatable to people as possible. Cause I think if, if people think we're crazy people, then none of our tips ever s- hit home with people because we're some crazy workout people. But the truth is we just, we, we just feel so much better when we, when we move each day and, um, that's why we do it. So it's not that we 
we we are physically capable of taking a day mm-hmm. off, which we often do, but mm-hmm. even our days off, we still, you know, could be going to the playground or walking our dogs. Just generally, if we move every day, we feel better. So that's mm-hmm. the reason we do that. Well, and I, I gave a, a presentation a couple of weeks ago now to um, a group of women that own or run or work at businesses in Westman. And um, part of my chat to them on fitness and nutrition was that sometimes that is enough. So I think when you're on vacation, you really do have to let go of the idea that you're going to get the exact same workout as you would get at home. And then you need to delete the idea that that's the only thing that's good enough. Because ultimately, that, that 12 or 15 or 20 minutes of us just moving around as sweating was 100% good enough and is good enough on a regular basis. So I was trying to convey that message to the women that day that just because some people work out at a gym like ours five days a week doesn't mean that that's what you have to do. And that doesn't mean that's the only way. And so find a way that works for that week on vacation and move on. Yeah. And pick simple movements and just get the clock started. Mm -hmm. It was not, the workouts were not how they look back home and that's okay. Yeah. Um, The second thing was on the nutrition side of things. And I think we, we already knew this, but we can definitely report that humans do not do well with buffets <laughs> or unlimited drink packages. <laughs> um, if we thought that making good choices was difficult in regular restaurants and in regular life, the unlimited buffet and, uh, like I said, the unlimited drink packages really emphasize those two points. That, And again, you could do what you want, everybody. Totally go to town if you want. Mm-hmm. You just have to think about how how do you want to feel next week and it's yeah but it's also okay to go on vacation and 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 let loose a little bit i think for us it was like we definitely ate more than we usually eat and and that's okay too but we had some we had some general guidelines that we kind of stick to that we found just helped us through each day and on the boat basically every meal you could go to like the buffet area or you could go to the fancy restaurant. Both were included with the cruise package. So we probably did, we did most of our suppers and half of our breakfasts at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. The perk there is um, the food was amazing. The service was amazing. Like it was like the fanciest, nicest restaurant I've ever mm-hmm. been to. They treat you like royalty there. So that was super cool. And a little bit easier to stick to like proper proportions yes portion Mm -hmm. sizes and balanced meals because you kind of pick things off menu and they bring them bring them to you so um you know that's a great choice there but keep in mind we we had half of our meals or more at the buffet area as well so Mm -hmm. i think um i don't know what you want to say first there but i want to say first is what i think what we laughed about the first one is it's, it's important to remember what does your breakfast look like back home because the first time i went in like there's just, you know, you're hungry and you're excited and there's just, it's so easy to put French toast, waffles, pancakes, so much on your plate. Yeah. And I'm like back home, geez, I usually have like a cup of coffee and a little bowl of yogurt. Like it's, <laughs> it's kind of wild how, how quickly you can go off the rails. Not to mention I'm doing nothing all day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's very, very tricky because everything looks delicious. So I think for us, again, we did enjoy first, we just reminded ourselves like, Kate, we are here for another six days after today. So we can try the French toast. Slower tomorrow. down. Slower down. Uh, they're not going to run out of food. 
Um, and then we really tried to use, I mean, plate method is helpful just in building that plate that, you know, half the plate is fruits or vegetables, half or a quarter is protein, a quarter would be some sort of starch. And so trying to build meals around that framework is helpful. Um, what else did we do? I mean, I always yeah, like a focus I was on say, protein. A ton of fruit. Mm-hmm. And if you want more food, you know, go get more protein, go get more fruit. We eat a mm-hmm. lot of fruit. But yeah, it's just very easy to, I mean, yeah, to go seven days of just overeating at every meal and then building these meals that are just really out of balance. So um, I think, yeah, kind of what you just said, that, that plate method of just making sure there's a good amount of protein and fruits and vegetables on your plate. And then that's definitely going to be better than mm-hmm. I guess just going hog wild and, and putting yeah. whatever you want in there. Well, and part of it is the mindset too. Like, yes, you have paid for your meals, but there's some, some, there's some sort of weird glitch in our brains that when we've already paid for it, we must take full advantage of these, this free extra food now. And so yeah, it's just, it's an interesting concept. It's like we're going we're gonna to get our money back from yes, Royal exactly. Caribbean. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we we're going to eat every, yeah. yeah. I don't know um, if this is important to note or not, but this has been like talked about a lot in, you know, this health and fitness space that, so we have like, it's like built in our DNA, right? It's like this evolutionary thing that's built into us that it comes back from the time where food was actually scarce. So we do like to eat more than necessary because we don't know when our next meal is going to come, Mm -hmm. right? That's how we used to live hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, right? So that is still kind of built into us. So when we have the opportunity where there's lots of food present, we still kind of have this like gathering mentality of Mm -hmm. I need to eat more. So they take it all away. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of just good to recognize that it doesn't mean you're off the hook, but it's kind of, you got to be careful because it is built into us to overeat. Mm -hmm. And we're actually now in a time where like we can, we have unlimited calories around us to consume. So we have to just be mindful of, yeah, I I don't think I actually need this much food right now. Mm -hmm. This is always like go back to. How do I want to feel in an hour? How do I want to feel tomorrow? How do I want to feel next week? For us, I mean, we talk about it a lot. How do we want to feel 60s, 70s, 80s? Like, that's kind of what this is all about. It's not about tomorrow. It's not about three weeks from now. But this all is going to add up at some point. And when we get to our 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and people, you know, we hope and we feel like we will still be thriving, it's not going to be because of luck. It's all these small decisions along the way that are going to help us thrive when we get there i think the dessert tip was good too so back home here in regularville when we're in our routine like would you you know probably on average we have we'd we'd kind of keep it to like one dessert per week right yeah i would say one maybe the odd week we would have two yeah um so again if we want ice cream or something we we typically try to keep it to like again one night or maybe two in boatville the the new rule was (laughs) one per day so just also keep in mind that we are human and we, yeah we, we we're on vacation we still want to enjoy it but it, it would be it's so easy to have like 10 desserts per day yeah they had these little cups and like well, they had 15 different options there was dessert at breakfast mm-hmm. every meal had dessert 
you know, they're walking around in the fancy restaurant with donuts. They're walking around with offering you donuts. <laughs> so it's very hard to say no. So we always had to, you know, we had to remind ourselves, okay, no, at, at supper, we're going to get the ice cream mm-hmm. with the apple pie with our fancy supper. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, had, we had dessert coming later in the day. So I think that helped us too, just mm-hmm. staying on track. And I mean, we were there with packs, so we really, and whether we were or we weren't, we really had no intention of drinking a ton. Uh, we did not buy a drink package. I think we both had one drink while we were on the cruise. Um, and, you know, I think before you even go on the cruise, really thinking about how many drinks do I want slash need to have a day, thinking about that instead of just, you know, assuming, okay, I'm going to get this unlimited drink package because then again, as soon as you get the unlimited, it becomes a, well, I better use it. I paid for it. Like we're having margaritas at 930 in the morning, which is again, fine. If you're thriving and you're good and you know that Monday when you get back from your trip, you're like right back on track. Um, But some of this stuff can really like, you can be derailed for weeks just because the habits are broken. You feel awful when you get back. You haven't slept enough and all this stuff. So I feel like I used to feel, you know, like, oh, we're the crazy people. Like we're the only ones not drinking on the cruise. And probably there are people that will think that, but maybe it's because I'm turning 40 right away or I just don't really, I have surrounded myself in life with people that don't judge me on that fact anymore. And I just, I'm like proud. Called good people. Yeah. I just don't care. Good people, real friends don't (laughs) judge you. Yeah. And yeah. And I mean, we're the point of this podcast, the point of our gym is to help people thrive. Mm Mm-hmm. So if someone says, okay, I'm on board, I want to thrive, like, should I have 80 drinks on the cruise or one? I'm going to say, well, one. So, I mean, like, if you want to have 80, that's, I can't stop you from having 80. If you got the unlimited drink package, you want to go 10 a day. Which would, which was definitely happening around us. Absolutely. I I just don't think that's the recipe for thriving. Yeah. I personally want to thrive and we've dedicated our lives to helping people. So we're kind of giving it to you straight there. But um, personally, yeah, we've just worked on. I guess the balance that works best for us because after a week of vacation, we still felt slightly sluggish, Mm -hmm. but I think we got back to regular life. And I think within two or three days, it kind of went back to normal. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just trying to help. Yeah, absolutely. What's next? I think we are going to move on to sort of a similar topic, but thriving outside of the gym or really expanding. Not putting all your eggs in one basket. Let's call it that. Yeah. I made a post about this on Instagram a few days ago. The purpose of the gym is to thrive outside of the gym. And yeah, we're, we're, we're big believers of that. Again, maybe as we get into our older years, Jen, and we're maturing and maturing. we are, yeah, I don't know. Part of being a parent is just able to look at this whole gym health fitness thing kind of from a slightly different perspective. And like Jen said, I just, we, you know, maybe by working with so many people over the years and being in it for so many years, like if we're looking at like the max level of happiness and thriving, we are huge believers in not putting too many eggs in one basket. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, even for people, you could say, well, what about the people who compete in CrossFit? And I mean, there's, 
there's a decent chunk who are also struggling in that area. Mm-hmm. That, so it, it's not that it can't be done, but there was another, there was another athlete today. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Um, another, another young female athlete just announced she's not competing this year. So there's just a lot going around, a lot on about, you know, younger athletes and just putting, again, I, I, it's not really talked about yet, but it's not the first young athlete to bow out of a competitive season. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes the, I don't think our mental health does super well when our entire identity relies on performance. Yeah. Or one thing in general. Mm -hmm. So it's, so when, you know, the, the, the point of that post, the purpose of the gym is to thrive outside of the gym is, is to remind ourselves that, you know, in the big picture, whether you have a 200 pound clean or a 300 pound clean, it kind of seems important at times, but when you start, I don't know, backing off a bit and thinking about, you know what, the whole reason I started the gym was just so I, I can feel better, you know, and I could go biking with my kids or, you know, I want to, you know, in this one, there was a picture of, um, some of my friends playing pickleball. You know, I, I think we just, we do a lot better when we put our fitness to use, put our healthy bodies or active bodies to use outside of the gym so mm-hmm. that the gym world, like, you know, maybe whatever it is, our fitness numbers, they don't start to consume us. We realize you know, people often, they, they feel really proud of themselves when they go on like a really long hike. Mm-hmm. So what's happening there? You know, we feel so good. We feel proud. Of, oh, wow. I just, you know, I just, I walked for like four hours up, you know, up this steep hill. And so when we use our bodies outside of the gym, I find it's really good for our mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is the ultimate point. And I think what you were saying too is, you know, uh, Once you like there are some physical markers and we often chat about these, you know, what would they be, you know, back squatting your body weight or maybe back squatting your body weight five times or deadlifting double body weight or, you know, whatever the percentages would be. But of course, there are some fun markers. But once you're beyond those, like you, you really they're mostly performance goals. And so it's not that you can't have performance goals. I still want to get better at handstand pushups. I still want to run a faster mile time. but they're just performance goals. I'm already in the healthy realm. I'm already there. So this is not about me getting healthy anymore. Um, and I just think having more things outside the gym, well, really in life, you can't put all of your eggs in one basket. You're not just a person that comes to rocked community fitness. You are undoubtedly a son. You, you are hopefully a friend to someone you are likely a coworker to someone you hopefully have a hobby or two that you do so i think our fitness should help all of those things um and just be a really positive and it reminds us what the true, positive thing in your life yeah and it reminds us the true purpose of the gym mm-hmm. and i think yeah cuz sometimes and we've been there right we're we're also we talked about this before like when we talk about things on the podcast it's because we've been through it and in this case, it's the gym, but it's, it's even like, you know, it's a mom or dad who 
you know, puts too much of their eggs into the parenting basket, mm-hmm. right? So it, it doesn't matter what the basket is or too much into the work, right? If, if, if you work too much or you, you know, you're, you're busy with your kids so much that you, you can't, you know, do things on your own, no matter what it is. In this case, it's the gym, but too much focus and eggs in the same basket starts to almost like cloud our judgment, I mm-hmm. suppose. Because if we just go for, you know, get your mountain bike and go with friends of the Brandon Hills, it, it's, it's just fun to be active and there's mm-hmm. no pressure. Yeah. So this, this fun thing that we get to do working out with friends, you have to remind yourself, you know, and I'm not sure if it's, you know, Coach Shane always says it's, it's just fast exercising and, and Coach Ron Ronimal always says it's, it's just exercising with friends. We have to remind ourselves it's just exercising with friends. Mm-hmm. So the minute you start taking it, you know, you should work hard and you should be hungry for, hungry to do the very best job you can every day, right? And, and obviously, like I, I, I love lifting weights, but it, it's kind of for all these wonderful things in life mm-hmm. that are not just gym related. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think our membership, our membership options that we have now, even versus five, six years ago, really show that because we are really trying to show people that you, you don't need to be at our gym five days a week. I mean, we would love it if you come. I think four days is really a sweet spot. Um, for, for a lot of people, five days of what we do is too much in a row. If you're banged up constantly, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I think really exploring that you could have a membership of our gym come twice a week, but you could also go mountain biking twice a week and fit in all of these different things that might make your life kind of fuller than just worrying about, um, you know, getting a heavier snatch, getting more double unders in a row and dwelling on really specific performance aspects. Yeah. And that goes for any type of movement. Like if, if someone only runs, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, if someone only CrossFits, you know, I, I really like seeing these people who come in the gym and kick some ass and then they, you know, they play golf in the summer and they, they ski in the winter and they're playing whatever, pick a ball or going bowling or swimming. Like, yeah, just Mm -hmm. use your body in different ways. Mm -hmm. I think that is a big part of it. And like you said, you know, we've, we've evolved as people and we've evolved as gym owners and our gym has evolved to reflect that right our gen our vision and our goal jen has always been the same would you agree with that Mm -hmm. like our goal has always been to make the healthiest and happiest humans possible Mm -hmm. the strongest healthiest happiest humans possible and i think we're getting better at it because we're Mm -hmm. realizing you know if someone said like should i come to the gym three four or five days like i I think three or four is probably the sweet spot, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then, I, and they said, well, why not five or six? I said, well, I would, I would take those days and I would, I would go biking with your kids or I would take your kids to the pool or, or if you're doing four and you feel like, you know what, I, I would love to come once more on the weekend. Like you're, you're already doing four. Cause I mean, I do five and I, I'm not going to say that's a bad idea, but just the idea that it's five it's sometimes it's almost like it's five or nothing or um yeah like nothing is quite good enough yeah 
But I think, too, there's like two different things that I wanted to mention related to this is that with the eggs in the basket or it could be, what is it, like prongs on a wheel? What's on a wheel? Spokes. Spokes. Okay, spokes on a wheel is, is trying to develop lots of them because <clears throat> let's just say, well, tweaks and aches and pains, they're going to happen. So if you only have, if you have all your eggs in this basket that you know you are this person you go to the gym you do these things but then you get you know a tweak in a part of your body and you can't do those things not that you can't work out but just you can't do what you would normally do it can be very very tough if you have nothing else to lean on um, if you have nothing else to remind you of all the good things that you are because if you've put your entire identity into like I can snatch 300 pounds and then you hurt your elbow and you can't snatch for a few months all of a sudden, like that can be a real struggle. And yeah, I think you, you put you end up putting your self worth on this uncontrollable thing. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, now, Jen, when you and I get tweaks or something, we have to modify workouts. Mm -hmm. I like to think it, it, it bugs me a little bit. Not that I have to modify, but I mean, of course, I don't I don't like it when my back when, or knee when my yeah. wrist doesn't feel good and mm -hmm. i okay i can't go heavy overhead like i don't i don't enjoy it mm -hmm. but i can modify and it doesn't phase me mm -hmm. right and i think that's a key point too going back to what you said if you are banged up all the time constantly hurt and sore you're you're doing something wrong right mm -hmm. i will like i've been there but you, you you're you, you should either, meet with you're, us you're coming too much <laughs> yeah or you're not listening to your body well enough. You're not modifying properly. You're going too heavy. Because I've seen people at our gym. There's, been, there's people at our gym who've been there like 10 years in a row and are almost never hurt and like never have to miss a workout. They're doing or something they, right. Yeah, they might have a tweak, and, but so they might modify something for a few weeks, but it's almost unrecognizable. Yeah. Yeah. And the second thing I am totally blanking on what I was going to say now, but... Yeah. Okay, I'll come back to you. The I was going to say with all the eggs in the basket, for, for one reason, it was the aches and pains so that you're not putting all of your value into this, these things that you can accomplish instead of it just being one part of who you are. But it's huge. We all often talk about kids' sports these days and the importance of having young athletes develop those other spokes. Like, you know, that they like music or maybe they like doing dance, but having a, um, you know, a son or daughter that only cross country skis and that's all they do again, eventually maybe they're not going to enjoy it. Or maybe at one time they don't make the team, whatever's going to happen. They need those spokes to fall back on as well and developing, um, those other really great traits about themselves. Sorry. I'm back with my thought. Okay, good. Was just what I wanted to say was that it's a sign that you're coming too much if you're always banged up. But also, if something happens and you get totally bummed out, like major bummed out, mm -hmm. that's a sign you got too much self worth and too many eggs in that one basket because you should be able to continue on because mm -hmm. it, a, it's going to happen. Like we mm -hmm. said, it doesn't, I've always said this. If you mountain bike all the time, right? Mountain biking is awesome, but you're going to fall off your bike at some point or run into a tree. But I mean, if you have to just 
take a break for a bit and go do something else. It shouldn't rock your world. Mm -hmm. So that's also a sign that you are whatever versatile and, and mentally strong. And you have all these spokes, like Jen said that, you know, maybe it's a, it's a table with right. Instead of this table having two legs and you knock one leg out, it's going to tip over your table should have 20 legs. So, okay. I, whatever, I, I kind of, my hips a bit stiff. I can't squat heavy this week, but my, my table is still strong mm -hmm. and I'm able to continue on with life because there are lots of good things that I can do. Yeah. That's my analogy. Yeah, absolutely. Always lots to fall back on. Always lots of ways to remind ourselves that we are awesome people and that we are thriving and they are not related to our numbers at the gym. Comparison is a dangerous game. Love it. We'll be back in March. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to another episode. We really appreciate it. And huge shout out to the band Heat for their amazing music and for letting us use their music in this podcast. Have a great day, everyone.